listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 221. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the... Uh, how caffeinated are you, John Brownstone? Uh, third cup. Most normal. Mostly caffeinated, John Brownstone. <laughs> this week, we're talking about the reality that your boundaries and limits can change over time. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS in the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a quick thanks to our Patreons. Absolutely. Not our Patreons, our patrons on Patreon. Those words are hard. Those words are hard, but we thank you for supporting the work we do. Okay, I'm counting on you for the word, you know. Oh, no, word lady can't word, word lady can't word. No, 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 <laughs> words are gone. Anyway, we're like fucking up this thank you left and right. Thank you, Proud Crickets. Thank you, Kinky Patrons. If you would like to be a kinky patron with us and help us do more of this and get behind the scenes stuff and extra content, blah dee blah we're at patreon.com slash killerlords or the link is in the show notes. Okay, so we are... Uh, talking about changing limits and boundaries today. But before we do that, of course I have announcements because of course I do, because that's what I do. <laughs> First of all, uh, if you listened to last week's show, we mentioned some uh, links where you can get more information on the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, mm -hmm. to donate if you are in a financial position to do that. Those links are still in the description box on YouTube or in the show notes page. If you could not get to them last week, you're like, crap, I gotta wait till I get paid. Ha ha, don't worry. We got you. Um, a lot of the conversation online has quieted down, but the issues are not, they're, they're not done. We're not going to forget it. We're not going to pretend like it does not exist. Right. So we will keep those links going. We will periodically try to um, remind folks that their information is out there if you want to know more. Um, so just as a reminder from last week. Next, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. Yes, we do. Elegantly owned on Etsy, all one word, elegantly owned. Link in show notes, link in description box. If you go to uh, Etsy, search elegantly owned, all one word. I happen to be wearing one of the products. Yes. If you're in the live stream tonight, tonight, today, <laughs> what is time even? <laughs> if you are in the live stream chat, say hi to Taishu, because Taishu owns this business. And I am wearing, and did I forget the piece of paper again to yes. talk about what this thing is made of? Of course I did, but it is beautiful. So uh, Elegantly Owned is a shop where you can buy collars and bracelets and anklets and locks, and it's gorgeous. And you can or make place custom orders for the color that you want, for the size that you want. If you see one thing on a listing and you're like, oh, but I like that, but I'd like it in another color, then you reach out and you request that and you go from there. Um, you can also save some money if you would like to shop. Use the code LOVINGBDSM15, all one word, uh, on your order now until August 1st, and you will save 
15%. And the one I'm wearing today is the Catwalk Weave Day Collar. It's a violet. The glass is, the beads are Czech glass. This one was custom length made for me because I don't like anything too close to my neck. It's 21 inch. Uh, for podcast listeners, we will take a picture, put it on Instagram so that you can see it. Um, but yeah, I'm, beautiful. I'm testing this out to see how I feel about it because we will be talking about this later in a review. Um, but it, the side, the stuff on this, on Tissue's Etsy page is freaking gorgeous. So elegantly owned all one word. Mm -hmm. If you're on Etsy and searching or use the appropriate links, coupon codes, loving BDSM 15 to save 15%. There you go. Woo. Okay. So, <laughs> and a big thanks to elegantly owned for sponsoring us this week. We love it. So we have absolutely talked about boundaries and limits. Uh, yes. We did an entire episode, episode 62, way the hell back in the archive. Mm -hmm. uh, almost 200 episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so lo a long time ago. Um, we will link to that um, in the show notes page for podcast listeners. That one is a podcast only for anybody who loves us on YouTube. We don't have the one as a YouTube a video. Um, so... Um, this is not new information to say that we have boundaries and limits is not new. Uh, if you happen to come across somebody who, um, is trying to tell you that you don't get to have boundaries or limits because you're a submissive, throw them in the trash, just kick them into the sun. They need to go. Yeah. That's like the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous things you can hear uh, in a new kinky fuckery oh, situation yeah. or DS relationship. Of course we have boundaries and limits. There are things we don't want to do. There are things we can't do. There are things that could hurt us. There are things we're just not into. We don't have to justify why something is a boundary mm. or a limit. Yes, 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 yes. Some things could be triggers. There's, right. there's many different reasons for, uh, for hopefully, any Hopefully, none of this is new information for you. So what we're actually talking about in this episode, and we've mentioned it, I don't know, about a million times, but we've never just talked about it for an hour. And that is the fact that in some cases, for different reasons, your boundaries and limits can and do change. And when I yeah. say change, that is in either direction. Something that you previously enjoyed, no longer your thing. Something mm -hmm. you once thought you hated, you're like, mm, okay. And so because that's, I think, part of the evolution of ourselves as individual kinksters and also with any within any relationship we might be in, I thought we should talk about it. Sounds good to me. I know. So here we are. So let's start with this. Okay. Have you, to the best of your knowledge, are you aware of a boundary or limit that has changed in either direction? Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's something that changes. It, it's fluid. Mm. All right, it's it's constantly fluid since the beginning of our relationship. Absolutely. Um, what is that what, boundary? What is that boundary? <laughs> exactly. Ah. Well, um, I I know for me there was a time I would have never thought of picking up a whip. Mm. Because you didn't like it, or because you just thought eh, I, I'm I not just, that interested. I, I, well, a couple reasons. I thought, well, it's it, not truly that interested, but it was something that seemed too extreme mm. to me. And now let's uh, shuffle many years down the road. And uh, 
I found oh you can you you can kind of play uh, with a whip and not be harsh about it. You know, there's there mm-hmm. you, there's a a certain element of uh, finesse with it, and uh, so yeah, for for me that's definitely definitely one thing that has been changed. And that makes sense because there's, I mean, I'm still not a huge fan of being whipped because mm-hmm. that hurts like fire. I mean, I do, <laughs> I do love the marks, but yeah. I'm not like, ooh, whip me, whip me. But you don't I don't like what it takes to get them. Oh no, that that was uh, that that was a different. That was not the masochistic impact play kind of experience. That was the will I endure this as you're submissive the answer Mm. was yes also i got something out of it so it worked um (laughs) but i can understand that because there was a time i thought whips were just a little too extreme quite frankly the moment i kind of went maybe it's not so bad was when we went to a couple of workshops right and you had somebody with knowledge who could explain okay you hear that loud crack that is that is noise that's really for show you know here's Mm -hmm. how you can and then i can't think of the name of the person who ran one of the workshops that we went to but he really he showed how you can just like flick it and you can do it this real soft gentle move and i went oh like a flogger that that was that was and i had a different understanding of it that was dex right so that is one of the examples of how Mm -hmm. A boundary or limit or a thing you thought you weren't that into changes over time is because you learn about it and you talk to somebody or listen to somebody who's got experience in it and they maybe negate some stereotype you thought something mm-hmm. some misconception you had about that activity and you decide maybe i'll give it a try now clearly that thing was probably not a hard limit if all it took was a conversation <laughs> and you went Huh. I'll, I might give that a go at some point. Right. Um, I do think that most hard limits, like truly hard, hard limits, very rarely shift or change by much. I know that it can happen. I've had conversations, but I don't think it's happening all the time. Like, I'm not into blood. I'm not going to be into blood. I might have a better understanding of it after some workshop, some mm-hmm. demo, some something. I'm no, still not that interested. Thanks. It's one of those like sort of ingrained, I have a visceral reaction not yeah. because I don't understand how the kink works, but because of the thing itself. There's other types of play that also involve body fluids, and I'm just going to go, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, I have gone through the same experience with things that I went, that, that's in my no list. That's I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not interested. Nope, no, nope, no, that's a boundary. Don't cross that boundary. Um, and again, it was not something that was like a hard, like, actually... I would not have called bondage a hard limit, like a hard, hard no. Mm-hmm. I, I just had no interest in it. I just was like, this, I mean, the rope is pretty. The pictures are pretty, but I just don't care. <laughs> and I just don't care. <laughs> and I don't remember how we got to the point where you did a little bit of rope work on me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly don't remember. We had to have had a conversation. Yeah. It had to have been one of those things where I was like, eh, okay, for you, I'll do and, it. And I think that's what it was. You you actually brought it up to me. That, maybe that was the case. Okay. Which does and, make sense. And you were kind of like, you know, I'm not really fond <laughs> of this in your usual, you know, mm. manner. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd be willing to. And and you still do. I mean, it's not some 
Like, you know, you're not like, oh, you want to do rope? You want to play with rope? No, no yeah, I'm still like, not like that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I'll, Am I going to get a cute picture out of this? Where do you want me? How do you want me to be? <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sure just excites you when you're like, woo, look, I get to pull out the rope. With the mud puddle over there is like, whatever. Like, I just, so I'm not, so, so and the, here's the difference. Because I don't have strong feelings, truly one way or the other, but I really don't care about bondage. It's not something I'm excited about, but mm-hmm. also you have never coerced me into doing it. You've never talked me into it. You no. never pressured. So when we do it, when we first did it, it was my idea. That makes sense. I don't really remember the conversation anymore, but it does make sense. And I think it was because I felt like I was the reason you were missing out on something. And it wasn't a hard limit. It wasn't a thing that I hated or that triggered anything or that made me like, I just was like, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. But the submissive side of me was like, but maybe I guess ugh, if it'll make him happy. Well, do you, let me ask and, you this. Do you, do you think that it was because we had reached a point in, in our relationship that you felt safer with me, that you felt more trust no, because I never had that view of bondage. I was never like, uh-oh, somebody's going to like cut off all my circulation. I was just like, okay. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> take the opposite of pure excitement. That was me. Like, <laughs> But I, the submissive side of me absolutely kind of was like, he really likes this. And I, I'm not even helping him. And I don't... And then, you know me, I'm attracted to really pretty colors. Yeah. And you were buying some pretty color rope. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit like a, a bee and a flower. Like, he's dangling the pretty colored rope. And I'm like, well, I might pollinate that. Uh, can we talk about this? So, but it was never a thing. And this is why I think it's okay. And I think that it, it needed to happen this way. It was never a thing where you pressured me. You, you never even mm-hmm. asked me. You knew how I felt. You left it alone. Yeah. You, you were not like hovering over me or guilting me. Like all of those kinds of behaviors. Wrong, 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 wrong. Um, you could have asked me, have I reconsidered? Would I reconsider? And mm-hmm. I think that would be okay. I think that's an honest part of a, an open communication and dialogue in a relationship. Sure. But it was my idea. You let it be my idea. And then here's what happens. I have the experience. Yeah, and dangle the flower, right? (laughs) Um, Here's what happens. We have a really fun, like, moment. And I I mean, I get a little twitchy because I get impatient. My foot hurts. And are you done yet? But you made it an experience that touched on other things that I do like. So it was very intimate. It was very sensual. Right. You made sure to hit all the hot spots. Like it was a sexy moment. And so Mm -hmm. I came away with it going, okay, I still am not going to jump up and down. Hey, let's go like play with rope, but also I'm not going to shy away from it. I may even suggest it. And after I opened that door to being willing to try something, then you walked through it and went, Oh, Okay. Now that we've done this, how do you feel? There was a lot of, you know, yeah. conversation after the fact. Um, and we talked about that. And I was like, oh, I really liked that. And oh, I kind of mm-hmm. like that. And after that, though, then it was, hey, I would like to do this rope tie. Can we do that? Or hey, hey, uh, Hitachi, rope harness. Let's have a good mm-hmm. time. Bring the two together and see what we right, get. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the fun, funny thing is, is that me of now, of 2020, can look back and go, 
you didn't care about rope, but you love a lot of the things that you can do with rope. So I like being held down and tied down. I like forced orgasms because the vibrators attached to me and it can't go anywhere. You know, I like a lot of things that we do, but because I could not conceive of rope bondage as the example we're using as anything mm -hmm. outside of a few knots and ties and stuff that I just was like, eh, I could not possibly have known what other things could be done with that. Now that does not mean that 2015 John Brownstone should have pressured me into bondage. Of course not. But what it does mean is that tells me now that when I think something is not a thing I want to do, not because I'm having a visceral heart, oh my gosh, that's terrifying reaction to it. Mm -hmm. But because I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I know enough now to go, wait, are there other things about this I don't know about? Maybe let me go educate myself a little bit mm -hmm. before I make a final decision. Maybe let me leave the door open to trying this in the future under the right circumstances. And if I had not had that experience changing my mind a little bit about bondage mm -hmm. and then having the experiences with it, I could not see other things that way now. Yeah. Well, there, the, the other thing that comes to my mind with in regards to you is um, gags. Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. I. Yeah. Mm. And we talked about it. And under, I, I totally understood your reason behind not wanting to try a gag. Yeah, well, and that, that's because you get anything yeah. too close to my neck, cover my face. Masks are right. hard for me all going out. I yeah. do it because I get uh, claustrophobic and I get anxious and I can, it can set off a panic attack if right. I'm not careful. So, you know, you had even said at that time, if we could find a way, a different way to do this... Mm -hmm you would be willing to give it a try. Right, because it was one of those things that was not a boundary because I hated the idea of it, is because I understood myself well enough to know you right. cut off my breathing too much. Mm -hmm. Like we had to stop playing with choking during sex as much as we both enjoy that because cut off my air too much. Yeah. I will panic, this is no longer fun, I don't wanna do this. Right, so you know, that, that put me on a mission. <laughs> I that, love a, a John Brownstone that, on a mission. That put me on a mission to do some digging. <laughs> and and I managed to find several different things that, that work quite well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a solid ball gag for her, just not an option. I know, and I'm considering buying one just because it's beautiful. Well, I know, I know <laughs> the one you're talking about. It might yeah. never get used, but I feel like I have to own yeah, it because it's is, gorgeous. It is, yeah. So um, what, what I ended up finding was um, I don't know how many remember the the old the baseballs the wiffle balls about the size of a baseball but it had the holes through it so it was very light and it w it was a ball gag like that it had holes so she had the feel of something in her mouth but air could pass oh through. yeah if I took a deep inhale I felt cold air and my whole brain right. could just relax at that point and then then the other one which really trip your trigger when we tried it in a good way in, in a good a very way good, in a very good way yes um was the bit gag mm -hmm. i love me a bit gag yeah because again my mouth is still open i can feel the rush of air mm -hmm. but i definitely can't speak and all i can do is make like just really garbled noises and there's a lot yeah. of drool and that is very sexy to me Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's very sexy to me. But again, yeah. that was a, I don't think I can do this because of this reason. 
not because I hate it, not because I'm scared, not because mm-hmm. of other things that, you know, happen, but because I know myself and we communicated those things. And I right. said, here's why, here's what will happen. And then because I wasn't saying no to it because I just hated the whole idea of it, then we could look for other options. So in, right. in that way, I don't tell, I wouldn't, I'll never say a ball gag is a hard limit now. I'm just going to be very specific, very Mm-hmm. specific the word I wanted I don't know words are hard today y'all I'm I'm <laughs> going to be very conscientious about the kind that we use because I know who I am and how I react to things and we're yeah. going to play within that that's a limit that's not going to change right. so we're going to play inside that limit mm-hmm. um, what's another one I'm thinking of I can't think of any specific limits I've had that have changed in that way there's other kinds of limits that change in other ways um, and I'll bet if we ever could go back to an old yes, no, maybe checklist, I could probably find some things I said no to that I'm like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so boundaries and limits change for all kinds of reasons. Some of it, like we've mentioned, is when you learn more about a thing. You, you had yeah. a, uh, a preconception in your head of what this thing is, and then you go, oh wait, actually no, it's it doesn't have to be like that. It can be like that, right. but it can also be like this. I am at a point now that if I hear of a kink and my mind immediately goes only to a stereotype that maybe I've seen in porn or that I've, you know, back in the day when you could see mm-hmm. BDSM porn on Tumblr, <laughs> I might have seen there. And that's all I can imagine. I know that I don't know enough about it to even make an informed decision. Um, then there are the boundaries that you go, oh, God, get that away from me, right? Like yeah. blood and urine and other other body fluids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some, I don't even know if they'd be called kinks, but there are some kinks that involve body fluids that I like, feels like everybody I know loves and I'm over here going, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. And it's that visceral reaction. There's a very good chance that, that visceral reaction probably will never change. And then there are the limits you have based on any number of things, bad relationships, bad tapes, mm-hmm. um, your own issues that you're dealing with, your fears. I'm not saying everybody with a hard limit based on any of that, that all those limits always change all the time. It just doesn't work that way. But in my experience, um, what what I have found is that in some cases, some of those boundaries and limits can soften because you are in a different relationship with a different person and they earn your trust and they go at your pace and those i think are the boundaries that tend to change the most and they're sometimes the most gradual because it could be years before you're like you know that thing i said i would never do 10 years ago i might be willing to try it under these very certain Mm -hmm. specific circumstances um and i think that that is another thing to understand about boundaries and limits changing sometimes it's it's uh very fast one day you're like nope the next day you're like yeah i'll try that Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it's it's literal years um could we go back to choking choking is not a limit because i don't like it choking is a limit because it makes me have panic attacks which actually makes me very sad because it was very hot when Mm -hmm. we could do it well if i could get past or move through or find some way to not have that very visceral reaction and have a panic attack could we gradually get back to that maybe Mm-hmm. because whatever it is that's causing me to panic, if there's something I can work through, and I don't know that there is, I'm not even, I'm not saying that there always is something you can work through if that's, if you're having reactions like that and that's why something becomes a, a limit, a hard limit or a boundary, 
I'm not saying you can always fix it, but if I thought I could fix it, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I would happily gradually get back to some version of that because that was actually something we loved. So that's yeah. another example that sometimes you have a thing you love that you have to stop doing. But see, at the same time, right? At, what's and, going on? And, yeah, and sometimes that changes the opposite way, mm-hmm. but and there's various reasons for that. But now one of the things we found to replace the choking is face slapping. Yes, which that hits. Which you, mo- nah, yeah. no pun intended, that hits yeah. lots of kinks for me. <laughs> that hits the spot, right? It does. Yeah, and that's an. I would say that's another thing. If you have to, if you have to take something off the table, because there's some limitation, physical, mental, emotional, you just can't do it anymore. I think that is a good way to look at it. What can you, what can you replace it with? That mm-hmm. gives you something similar. Maybe it's a similar sensation. Maybe it's a similar feeling. Um, choking was scary in a really cool way. And it yeah. was a absolute lack of control. I'm like, I did not even control my airway anymore. Now you were always very careful with it. You never got real extreme. Um, no. Breath play is a form of edge play because yes, people yes. have died from, from breath play y'all. Um, but face slapping gives me a shock in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's not a one-for-one swap, but it definitely is a good, repl- it was a nice yeah. replacement. So, um, hold on, let me check my notes. So, okay, we've talked about how they can change. We've talked about when they can change. We've talked about why they might change. Mm-hmm. So they're changing. What do you do about it? Well, let me go back to rule number one of all BDSM things. You're yeah. going to need to talk about it. If yeah, you're in absolutely. a relationship, you absolutely need to be talking to your partner about that. And that may be going to them and having to say, you know, that thing we've been doing, I'm not going to be able to do that thing anymore. You know, yeah. and depending on the nature of your relationship, that's up to you. If you go into detail as to why we are a long term couple that lives together and is now married. Of course, I was going to tell them we cannot do that anymore. I am panicking. Yeah. I don't want another panic attack. I can't handle that. But if we were a, a one off play partner, we were really casual and we didn't have that kind of bond. I'd have just been like, I'm not doing that anymore. And that would be valid. Yeah. So you get to have your own boundaries and limits and in, mm-hmm. in communicating that, too. I do think that the the depth of your relationship, the the longevity of it, the, the nature of it may determine how much you share. And I do think that if you feel comfortable enough with a partner that they've earned that trust, that by sharing your why with them, one, they'll have a better understanding of who you mm-hmm. are and how you think and how you feel. And two, the two of you together may find an alternative. You may find another right. thing to do that's that doesn't interfere with these boundaries or limits, but you have mm-hmm. to talk about it. And I say that even when, I, when for the person who's like, but I'm gonna disappoint my partner when I tell them I don't wanna do this thing anymore. You're right. They're gonna be disappointed, but they are grown ass adults and they're gonna need to figure and, out how to get over it. Right, Nell, you, you, I mean, it's, it's better to know mm-hmm. and, and understand what is going on Okay, you know, would it be dis- It was disappointing to me when you couldn't kneel anymore. Yeah, that was disappointing right? for both of us. It, it 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 was disappointing, but I also understood, you know, the reasons why you couldn't. Right. You know, there are physical reasons why you cannot. So okay, we came up with a solution. Mm-hmm. There's something that you can do that takes its place, 
and is just as much, if not more, fun at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah. We found a way that was an improvement. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, talking about crawling or kneeling, um, if you listen to the podcast, our latest mini episode was about that, was alternatives right. to that. Right. Um, but I, when, when you start you know, exploring new boundaries, you know, one of the, the things that I think is, that is really important is, is educating yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you don't want to get into something and not know what you're dealing with. One that takes away from the potential fun you could be having with it. Mm-hmm. All right. And two, you could hurt someone. Oh, sure. All right. Um, I, I'm not going to say it's it's a, a uh, hard limit. And I, and I saw somebody mention fireplay in the chat. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't know as I would ever want to do fireplay. I'm not interested in fireplay. I find now, it fascinating to watch. I, I find really it very fascinating that. to watch. Um, was at a club one night and they were doing several fireplay scenes, mm-hmm. and it was just it was fascinating. It was it's gorgeous. It, yeah, it was. There 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 was a beauty to it. Um, you know the the way they handled themselves with everything. It it really was something amazing to watch, but. That, that's why even when we decided to try wax play, mm-hmm. because our living situation had changed and we couldn't make a lot of noise anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, didn't just run out to the store and buy candles. Mm-hmm. We, we sat down. I, I asked people questions. I, I researched. I looked at this, looked at that, you know, and made sure knew what I was doing. Right. What, what we both were getting into before I just start pouring wax on somebody. I, I appreciate that about you. And, that, <laughs> yeah, well. and that, that is a that is one thing to think about. You're you're talking to your partner like, okay, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Let's find an alternative. Mm-hmm. Okay, finding that alternative, it's if if it's not something you're already familiar with, is no different than discovering any other new kink. You have yeah. to go through the education process, um, and you also have to try to see beyond the stereotype of it. So that's another thing, though, that I think that that people can sometimes get confused about i can find fireplay fascinating to watch mm-hmm. and beautiful and know that i'm not interested in it partly because i know myself and that my i i can already feel my anxiety going that's that's fire things burn to the ground um um, um. and it's at that point it's not worth it to me because i don't have a driving curiosity for it if you are super super curious about it even though you might be a little scared of it, then mm-hmm. go learn about it and then you can make a more informed decision. The other thing that I was thinking about in terms of, now, of course, I'm thinking of the submissive perspective. Let me stop real quick and remind everybody that dominants get to have boundaries and limits too. And there are things that they don't always want to mm-hmm. do too, okay? Uh, to my submissive and, and bottom friends, your dominant is not a receptacle for whatever kink thing you would really like to do. Like they get to say, no, I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. So just mm-hmm. remember that. And which means that your boundaries and limits will change right. too. I mean, for me, right off the top of my head, I will tell you point blank, do not ever ask me to engage in needle play. Ain't happening. I know. I, I struggle to get you to donate blood. I know. <laughs> and you get I, cookies after that. <laughs> I know. Co- cookies and orange juice. <laughs> I have a, my own visceral. Sure. I mean, that's the nature. Fear of needles. And, and for me to think of putting a needle into right. somebody, I, I couldn't even do it. Right. No. 
So let's just stop there. Yeah. But what I'm thinking of is from a submissive perspective, and I've used this word before of endure, that I have endured things that I don't love because it hit another part of who, my kinky self. And I mm -hmm. want to sort of make this point very clear. So the reason as a submissive, if you are like, I don't want to do that anymore. This is not a thing I enjoy. I don't want it to be part of our play. I want to, I don't, I don't want it to be an option anymore. The, you do not have to endure things that you hate and you should not endure things that you hate just because you're a submissive. Um, the longer you go without telling your partner and they don't know, and they're basing, you know, the choice of what to do on the fact that you have not said anything, um, means that you're not going to be happy. Resentment's going to build. Now I would like to think that dominance and tops out there might notice that their submissive is no longer like really enthusiastic about it. And yeah. that maybe they would stop and like check in, ask a question, make it easier for you to say something. Uh, perfect world scenario. Yes. That's what would happen. It doesn't always work that way because people are people and sometimes they're oblivious. So it is our responsibility as a submissive to speak up on our own behalf to make yeah. it clear that we're, we want to do something or we don't. But when I talk about enduring something like the whip, Mm -hmm. I endure it. That is a conscientious choice I'm making because it's hitting another one of my kinks. It's making me feel really submissive to let the whip come at me for as long as I can handle it, mm -hmm. um, even though it's not something I might normally gravitate to. Or um, I'm, I'm seeing how far I can let my masochist side endure a pain I don't love or it's a personal challenge like can I do this but it is a conscientious decision I've made that I've consented to that nobody has coerced me into making John Brownstone's not guilting me into doing it because he really wants to and he knows that my submissive side can override all kinds of judgment no 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 no, no. I choose to test my right. endurance for things that maybe aren't things I love to see what will happen to have that like small mushy feeling of, oh, I'm so submissive, I'll do whatever my daddy wants. Like that's what I'm going after. And I recognize mm -hmm. that and I'm aware of it. And I'm having those internal conversations with myself about what I'm doing. Yeah. And so if you ever hear me talk about, I wanted to see if I can endure, it was more of an endurance thing. That's what I mean by that. If it's something I hate, he's going to know I hate it. You know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away and pretend to continue liking something or that I started liking something and never say, like, I'm not going to do it anymore because the whole point of what we do here is that both sides of the slash need to be getting some level of fulfillment out of this and some level of pleasure and enjoyment and happiness and whatever you're looking for from your kink experience we both deserve to get that. Mm -hmm. So that means that right. I'm not gonna just suck it up and do shit I hate because I think that that's just what submission is because it's not what submission is at all. We both have our desires and our wants and our needs and our boundaries and limits, even as those things change. Now that does not mean coming to the person that you really care about and saying, you know that thing we've been doing for like five years that you really love? I can't do that anymore. That's not an easy mm, conversation no, to have, it's not. but it is a necessary conversation to have. Yeah. And I think that part of that is it goes back to all of any communication skills you might've picked up along the way. You've got to be willing to listen to one another. You've got to be willing to give each other time and space to think these things through 
on their own because you've just presented them with information. Well, they got to go process that. And some people don't process quickly. Some people don't process in the middle of the conversation. They need time to think about it and figure right. out how they feel. Not that that means that they shouldn't respect your wishes, but that they need to like go deal with themselves for a minute and, sure. and think about it. Um, and then checking in and working together to maybe find alternative solutions. If that's an option, like it's, and it should, depending on the level of communication you have with your partner and the ease of which you communicate, this doesn't, I don't think it should wait for some big heavy moment where you're like, you know, we do a quarterly check-in. Like if you're hating something, if something has become a thing you don't want to do anymore, you should not be enduring yeah. it for the next three months till you're quarterly no, made that, it. That's <laughs> you know something I mean? that needs to be brought that's up. That's part of the ongoing communication right. of being in some kind of power exchange relationship with each well, other. Well, and, and that's what they mean, you know, when they say, uh, when they talk about consent being ongoing, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not something that is set to a specific um, time frame, okay. When you get into something like that, it's something that should be, um, you know, open for discussion at any point. Right, exactly, and it it needs to be because this is about how the two of you or more are interacting within yeah. your dynamic. Um, and we talk a lot, when we talk about boundaries and limits, we talk a lot, whether they change or you have them or whatever, we talk about kinky acts. Can mm -hmm. you think of any of the less kinky fuckery, more power exchange things, any limits you have? I'm trying to think if I, if I have, like, um, I mean, I guess in some ways, yeah. So we do not, um, yes, we no I've, longer use sir as your title because that just correct. doesn't work. That's not right. That's yeah. not the right one. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I can think of one right off top of my head as far as power exchange goes. Um, and, and this is something that I don't believe in. This, this is a hard limit for me too that will not change. Uh, degradation. Oh, you mean like really serious like, degradation? Because we're into humiliation. We're, we're into humiliation. Right, right. But I mean, I I know there are some people who are um, into the hum humiliation of being put down. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like okay. insults and stuff In, like that. Insults and different things like that. Um, that is something that goes against the core of my beliefs. That works because I can't handle being talked right. to badly you, you too. Can't, you can't. And, and that is something to me that that is a boundary, mm -hmm. a, a limit that I, I will not cross, I cannot cross. I know, which is funny because there have been some times we've been in some like really hot, hot, rough, kinky sex. And I'm like, <laughs> I want you to be mean to me. And you are in your own way. But in yeah. my head, I was like, I actually have something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have been more specific, right. but it's actually See? a good thing because even if in the heat yeah. of the moment you, because we have talked about with um, a humiliation kink, there are certain words that you cannot use with me, right? Because they are trigger words for yes. me that, ooh, not good, not mm -mm. good, mm -mm. Mm -mm. danger, danger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I think that it's not it's not just in the physical acts. I mean, we think about it in those terms, but like there are certain titles we don't use because they don't work for us, right. and it doesn't for us. It doesn't feel right it doesn't even mm -hmm. fit it's like mm, that's cool for other people but that can stay over there yeah. we're not gonna we don't want to do that mm -hmm. there's certain forms of you know we very much consider ourselves in the realm of daddy down baby girl um mm -hmm. but there are certain elements of that kind of dynamic we do we do not and will not are not interested in engaging in and that for us is a limit it's just it's not even on the table we're not yeah. 
we don't want to do that. Um, that would be the other thing that I think, I'm sure, I hope we said it in episode 62, <laughs> but let's just say it again here so we've got it on the record for 2020. Um, just because one person or one relationship is like, mm, I'm totally not into that thing. It's a limit. I don't want to do it. And it's like your jam. It's like the thing that you live and breathe for. Somebody else not liking it does not negate the fact that it's right for you. Just like you loving that thing does not negate that it might be a hard limit for somebody else. I see right. so many conversations in the kink world where people get really offended that somebody else, first of all, people have this really bad habit I've noticed online of naming some kink thing that they don't like and basically going, oh, that's the grossest thing ever. And then of course the people who are like, it's not the grossest thing ever. I'm into it. You've just negated my whole experience. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's why well, speaking in absolutes never yeah. never but is a good thing. You know what? That's, that's why if you've noticed, even with the boys a lot of time, I will get frustrated with them when we sit down to eat dinner. And first words out of their mouth is, oh, that's disgusting. That's that's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. And I'm like, no, you don't say that. It is not, nothing about that is disgusting. You don't like it. Right. Your personal opinion, your yeah. personal view on it, and that's valid. And yes. I will respect the fact mm -hmm. that you don't like that thing. You don't want that thing. That does not invalidate the fact that I do want that thing. And I think all right. of us as kinksters like, are truly aware of this because we already know there's an entire popular part of the world that looks on what we do just as kinksters and goes, ew, right? right. And it's it's kink shamey and it's it's unnecessary. I think that it's easy for that to happen online. Twitter just comes to mind because it's already spent most of my time. <laughs> and because you only get, you know, a couple hundred characters to make your point. And not everybody wants to thread their tweets. And I get that. Um, and so there's no room for nuance. Um, there's no, almost no room for somebody to go, this does not work for me. Mm -hmm. It's fine if it works for you. Yeah. Um, and that I think is is another another thing to to remember as we, we go through. I have genuinely seen some people in one breath um, internet breath so from one day to the next <laughs> take that how you will get very upset that somebody made them feel bad for the thing that they they were into and then like in the next breath totally kink shame somebody who didn't like a thing that they were yeah. in like I, and i think that i think we we're all, we're all susceptible to those kinds of blind spots. And mm -hmm. I try to be very conscientious when I tell you I am not into that thing. I want it to be clear that I am not. That thing's not bad. It's just not my thing. Um, and so when you're, talk, when you're talking to each other in a relationship, be mindful of that. Yeah, that's a thing that maybe you really liked and now your partner's coming to you going, I don't wanna do this anymore. Neither of you is bad or wrong for liking or not liking that thing. Mm -hmm. You're just at an impasse on doing it. And now that one's off the table. If one of you doesn't want to do it anymore, one of you has made it a hard limit. One of you is like, that's a boundary you don't get to cross anymore. It's off the table. Yeah. You can choose together to find another path, to find an alternative, to find another way to play. But that thing is mm -hmm. off the table. And we're not going to kink shame each other into trying to get it back on the table because that's how you kill relationships. Yeah. How, why would I continue to move forward in a relationship with you 
if you kink shame me the moment I tell you I don't want to do a thing anymore and then try to pressure me into it because if you're pressuring me into that what else are you gonna pressure me into where else can't I trust you where else won't you listen to me and hear me and respect how I feel about something like you if you go through that if you tell your partner this you know whether you give reasons or not, maybe you've outlined all your reasons and they just don't want to hear you. That's an indication of something. And you need to be very, very aware of that because if they will do that in this situation, where else mm -hmm. have they done it or will they do it in the future? I didn't mean to go on ramp. There we go. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have at least one a day or, you know, do you know you're alive? If you, gotta, you hadn't had, gotta have that rant, had a rant thrown in there. People wonder what's wrong if you don't go on a rant. Now there, sometimes we're very fortunate that we know something. There's a clear change. Maybe you go through an, a, a situation in your life and now you realize that there are certain forms of play you just can't do anymore. Maybe it's a there's a, a physical condition or a chronic condition or an illness or something that's like, it's very clear. And sometimes it's not, sometimes it's gradual. Sometimes it's stuff that you said no to years ago and you just hadn't thought about again. And so there was no way to talk about it again or to bring it back up or to even explore it because it just wasn't on your mind. Um, if you want to check to see if some things have changed for you. And I would say truly, once you get into kink and you start down the path of a lot of learning and educating and finding resources and meeting people and talking to people, every so often there, I don't have a time frame for this. You could do it every once a year, every five years, I don't care. Every so often, uh, maybe go back to a yes, no, maybe checklist. Maybe take the BDSM test again. Um, it's not great, it's not the the best one, even though it's the most well-known one, it's bdsmtest.org. I haven't taken it in ages. Yeah, BDSM test. Um, yeah. But if you um, want to see if it's been a long time that you've even thought about what your limits are and your boundaries and what you're willing to try and what you don't want to try, it's just not a thing you're thinking of. You can go back and retake one of those, or even if you've never taken one before, take one now and see what's different for you because most of the time, I think we're, we spend our time thinking about the things we're doing and the things that we wish we were doing. And then of course, sometimes the things we wish we didn't have to do, but are yeah. there and they just won't go away. <laughs> um, we don't exactly spend a lot of time and energy thinking about things nobody else around us is talking about that, that yeah. the people in our lives closest to us aren't, you know, bringing up to us. So if you use something like a yes, no, maybe checklist, it reminds you that these things even exist at all. Uh, I know that if I went, I, I think we're going to do an experiment with some of this in the yes, next yes. few weeks. We, we've, we've kind of been talking about it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> to see how things have changed for us. I mm -hmm. have no doubt that some things that were once a hard no might at least have moved into the maybe category just because I know a little bit more about them or I had a preconception about them, you know, in 2013 when I didn't know shit that I know a little bit more now and can make a more informed decision about this current day. And the same will be true. There'll be some things that I thought I was all into and have had a little bit of experience about and be like, no, that's definitely on the no list now. We're not doing that. Um, I think that that's a good exercise to see how things mm -hmm. have changed, especially if you're going through changes in a relationship where maybe some forms of play you used to you used to engage in are now off the table. You're like, well, what else can we do? You know, it's easy to get into that. This is what we do. This is all we do. This is all I know. There's nothing else on the planet to to try because you know what you know. Use a list like this. Use the quizzes. Use whatever's out there to remind yourself what your options are and see how you feel about them now, as opposed to however long it's been 
you know, since you figured out you were kinky and you were started discovering this stuff, especially if you've taken these kinds of lists and done these kinds of lists before, it's a really interesting um, tool to see if there are any changes. And if there are no changes, great, cool, no problem. But if there are, then you've got maybe new avenues to explore, new places to learn, new kink activities to try, new conversations to have with a partner. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess my whole point to that is don't be surprised if things change. Um, I, we're, we're constantly, even when we don't realize it, we're constantly growing and learning and taking yeah. in new information. And it's, you know, all like sitting in, I always say file cabinets in my brain. It's all yeah. back there, <laughs> even if I'm not consciously thinking of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think we're going to do some, some kind of similar experiment to that to see if there yeah. are any changes for us over the past several years mm -hmm. and what those changes might be, because that's fascinating to me. And I think that don't, Try not to be afraid of, of change. Even if that change means you're telling your partner, you know that thing we've been doing? I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not, yeah. I don't like that anymore. It's not, it, it's on my list of no's now. And I, that just, mm -hmm. hopefully that means you've opened yourself up to go try new things together right. and make new discoveries together. I mean, it, it happens both ways. It goes both ways. It's a two way street. Some, some things you may open up to other things. All right. Time to shut the door on that. Right. You know, but it's, it's all, um, you know, and I, I say this a lot to people, you know, this, this lifestyle, it's, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's a growing experience for both sides of the slash. Mm -hmm. it, um, and it needs to be. If you're not yeah. growing, what, what is happening? What, right. are, what are we doing? Um, you know, and, and there's always more to learn. Mm -hmm. We had, what was it, last week we had that conversation? Or at some point we had this conversation and I was very ranty about the you know, person who's been in the lifestyle for 30 years and wants to say they have no more to learn. They know it all. Like, I don't know. I don't have fucking mm -hmm. time for you. No. no. If I'm not still learning something after I've been doing this for 30 years, Something wrong. something's wrong and you need to get me to a doctor because <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> um, it's that simple. So <laughs> I think, I mean, there's, I think it's a, a basic concept that I think most people recognize, even if you're not consciously aware i think we can many of us can look back and go yeah i used to think i didn't like that but actually yeah maybe hardest part is usually talking to a partner about it mm -hmm. um so hopefully we've given you some things to think about some things to talk about right. with your partner some tips tricks methods to try in order to find new things especially if you uh know that some things are just not a thing you're going to do anymore for for all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and also you, you got a Kayla rant, so our job here is done. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything else that you that is on your mind about this topic that you're like, I've got to say it or I will explode? No. Okay then. See, that if he had asked me that question in reverse, you know how to come up oh, with something, right? <laughs> that's why I don't ask that question. Because <laughs> I know what the answer would be. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is it on this topic for this week. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a bonus section absolutely because of course we do um yeah that's all mm -hmm. that so are we good as good as we'll ever be mm -hmm. okay keep, keep it, it kinky y'all and we'll see you next week daddy yes baby girl can i talk to the crickets do you have anything to say to the crickets <laughs> Uh, am I breathing oxygen right now? Is the sky blue? Uh, <laughs> am I drinking coffee? I don't know. It might be a little overcast out there. Stop, Daddy.
Go ahead, girl. Thank you. So, our emoji of the week, I'm going to keep it simple. The purple heart. The purple heart. It's my favorite emoji. Um, I try to always remember to sign things like with a KL. close to your heart. I always try to remember to sign things with a KL, but if you ever, like, who is talking to me on the interwebs from from Loving BDSM? If there's a purple heart, it was me. Uh, I love you. I've never seen you use a heart emoji at all, but certainly not even the purple heart. Well, I, I use it a lot. When? Not with me. Where's my purple heart emoji? I use it a lot. But just not with me. Okay. <laughs> so now we know John Brown is out there impersonating me. Um, so I see a question in, um, the live stream chat that I will happily answer. And Mm -hmm. it is in our mini podcast episode for anybody who has not had a chance to listen to that. Um, Tasha asks, uh, what did we, we, what did we replace kneeling with? And it's actually Mm -hmm. bending over the bed. Yes. Like at a, what, 90 degree angle? Yep. I'm on my feet and my whole torso is on the bed. Feet are on the floor and then she lays over the bed. Mm -hmm. It's Um, very comfortable. Yeah. It's very comfortable for her. And, um, it, it has been our replacement for kneeling for a very long time yeah it doesn't even feel right to go to bed without doing it there are it's it's funny there are some nights it's really rare but there are some nights that jb's in bed before me Mm -hmm. and as long as he is awake when i come to bed i will kneel over his legs on the bed to get the butt rub and the permission to go to bed because (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not going to be able to sleep we've done we do it in hotels we do it in guest bedrooms we do Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. all kinds of times and then every once in a while somebody wants to be a sadistic bastard and tease me and go oh oh, were you just going to get into bed without kneeling? I'm like, never, because I like to be able to sleep. And if you fuck up my routine, I'm never going to sleep. So, um, let's see. What's going on with us? We are, um, anybody who joined us for the Friday night live stream, the hangout that we do on YouTube late on Friday night would have mm-hmm. seen this, but if you only are able to join for the Wednesday live stream, um, podcast listeners, if you ever get a chance, come join us on a live stream. Uh, we are technically <laughs> mostly with our new setup. Uh-huh. We have a table. We have two new chairs. Yes. Um, it's not plugged in or turned in or hooked, but we have a specific streaming computer, computer. that that's its only job yep. is to record. That, that doesn't do anything else. That, that arrived Monday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, monitor should be here today that's what the text message said and um i will then need to i'm hoping to have it fully functional by friday mm-hmm. for the hangout um, but i will need to fire it up uh, create the user account on the machine uh see how ma- much updates it's going to need for windows and now on all and then start getting software installed and all that drivers and whatnot that we'll need but um yeah it'll be nice because then at that point i can have the soundboard right here in front of us so and we're constantly um, set up we literally just sit yeah. down i think the only thing we will have to do is maybe put the camera up put the camera up and down and we're uh, on track to maybe get a new camera yes so like but, shit's um, happening well, Eva, I don't know. I have no problem with my chair. So for podcast listeners <laughs> in the live chat, Eva said, I'm feeling that the chairs are not going to last long. So for podcast listeners, this will be a repeat for some folks, but I will tell the story of these chairs. So these chairs are just real basic little plastic office chairs. Um, workstation chairs. Workstation yeah. chairs. But the way they're made, they have holes 
up and down the back and the butt. Like, like the wiffle balls. Like, right. Right. <laughs> like the ball gag. Um, and last weekend, last Friday, uh, we did the live stream. I was wearing like a, a real simple pullover dress because I didn't want anything pinched in my waist. Mm-hmm. And I let my skirt get hiked up when I sat down and I... And what you might call a fleshy human being. And so the fleshiest bits of me, (laughs) the fleshiest bits of me sank into these holes on this chair. And it was fine for like the first little bit. And um, we live streamed for three hours that night. And towards the last hour, I think it was, I was like, oh, this is starting to get uncomfortable. This is starting to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. When When we finally ended the live stream Friday night, I literally peeled myself out of this chair. Yeah. And realized that I should have just tucked my damn skirt down like my mama would have taught me to have done as a child. But I did not. That's why nobody ever let me wear dresses as a little girl. Um, And we go into the bedroom and I hike my skirt back up and I say, what does it look like? And I looked, we called it Lego butt. and Lego, Lego, yeah. Because I had big, huge circle imprints all up and down my butt and the backs of my thighs. Now, you know, me being me, what I loved, there was one circle, probably about as as big around as a 50 cent piece. And it was bright purple. It was. It had gotten pinched. Like blood flow had gotten cut off the way I was sitting. and, And it was just a perfect bruise. So do I still have that bruise? I've had it for a couple days. It's is, fading. Is it now. fading? So okay. It's finally starting to fade. I can't. It's so far back. I cannot. But see it. Um, you know, me being me, at night when she leaned over the bed, instead of spank, you know, swatting her. Oh God! He I just poked it. Poked that spot. Poked. Oh my God! Yeah. It looks like a it's mass. It was really big. It looks like a massive blood blister. I was there was a little mm. part of me that was like, please don't poke it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. All of me was sitting real heavy in this yeah, chair. Yeah. Now, um, for this t- amount of time sitting here to record the mm-hmm. episode, I'm fine. We did put a blanket over it. I am yeah. wearing pants that cover my ass. Thank you very much. We will not allow <laughs> my very mushy self to just like fall through this chair. Yeah. Um, we are using my Hello Kitty blanket, which is actually my aftercare blankie. But mm-hmm. I will find something that's like purple and fun, of course, because yeah. eventually the decor of our office will be purples and grays because that's what mm-hmm. we do. Um, but yeah, so that's the <laughs> chair. Uh, and I there, I would not want to sit in this chair with or without something to cover the holes mm-hmm. for more than about three hours. I think that's probably my limit on these chairs. Um, but they're not too bad. And they're um, swish um, back and forth. Um, so I can, um, kind of scoot around, which makes me very happy. Yeah. I'm a very fidgety, mm-hmm. I have to have the office chair that, the turns or that rolls or yeah. that goes back and forth. Like I just have to be, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why I just have to be moving. Yeah. Um, what else? You put up my pegboard on the wall. I, I, I did a lot you put of shelves up for in me. the office, uh, the last few days. Um, Ooh, excuse me, folks. Um, yeah, I put up shelves by... Kayla's desk so she can kind of get some stuff off of her desk mm-hmm. uh, over where the shipping area is going to be um, got pegboard mm-hmm. up and mounted to the wall um, the bookcase because the bookcase that we got for this room is so tall and the floor is carpeted I wanted to have it mounted to the wall so mm-hmm. that way there was no chance of it, it 
tipping over or falling. So um, got that taken care of. And then I spent a very good portion of the afternoon unpacking the boxes left here in the in the office. We're down to just like um, one, I down, think? Down to one cardboard box, and that's mostly mm -hmm. my stuff that I really need to go through um, and just kind of, you know, see what really needs to be tossed and Yeah. Kept. So it, it's, it's kind of that. Um, now, I remember, we, um, we probably talked about it Friday, but... Um, the garage is cleaned out. It is. It looks like a garage. The garage is cleaned out. Mm -hmm. um, all the things we'd put aside to donate to Habitat for Humanity. Minus one box. Minus one. Well, okay. <laughs> <sighs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Keep it up, girl. I'm going to make you carry that box to the... To the center for donation. Uh, I think we've established I could probably use a workout or two. <laughs> well, there is that, and that'd be one way to get you started, wouldn't it? Um, so yeah, everything from the garage has has been taken. Uh, believe it or not, all the moving boxes and and cardboard that has been piling up, I have broken it down. The last of it went out to trash yesterday, mm -hmm. and that is now gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. It's it's a bunch of little stuff now. It's right. a bunch of teeny tiny little um, stuff. Thank we're, God. We're, we are pretty much, there's just a, a couple boxes left in the bedroom. Yeah. I don't know little what to do with those. Little odds and ends bedroom stuff. One of them is your, your, your lamp. Yeah, I think that's going to come in here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last box now left in the living room our pictures. Yeah, we, well, that's probably going to be a whole weekend project just to get stuff yeah, up on the walls. It, it's it's going to be the pictures, but now that we have everything yeah. in place where it's going to live, now we can really start playing around with with getting pictures up on the wall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh, in the live stream, Jennifer asked why I would get an office chair that I can't sit in for a long period of time. This is just the recording office chair. My office chair for my desk where I sit for like 10 hours a day quite comfy yeah. uh that was one of those situations we went through the office depot or wherever we were staples or wherever and sat in every single chair until i found <laughs> the one my butt was like goldilocks and i finally sat in one and my butt went yeah this is just mm. right and that one i'm i probably am in 10 hours a day yeah. easy easily so no, no this is easily. just the recording chair yeah that's yeah which and, is which i find humorous because Chair doesn't bother me at all. You, my darling Daddy Dom, have a butt that actually, one, can be completely contained within the chair. Two, you actually, like, don't, you're just not as fleshy as I am. Three, you don't wear a skirt that you can hike up and then put your bare butt on. Like, there's all kind, like, you are a fundamentally smaller person. <laughs> experience things like furniture is way different way way different <laughs> i may just have to sit in here pantless one day and i mean I, I, and see I, what i'm down with that i'm pretty sure <laughs> if we let everybody know whether they were a podcast <laughs> listener or a youtube watcher know that you have had no draws on and you're <laughs> in here recording i mean some people might go 
your king's not my king, but yeah. your king is okay. But other people, I think, would be here for it. They'd be like, what? He's naked from the waist down? We're here for it. <laughs> I think you would have a different opinion of the little holes, though, is I, all I I'm just, saying. I just might. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking you'd have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah, these chairs that we picked are small enough that it just fit with everything. But, yeah, no, no. It's, it's only uh, for recording. Um, what else? I don't know. There's this, mm, mm, just same old, same old. Is your bike ever going to get fixed? I don't know. I reached out to him the other day. Um, and I never heard back from him. I got a Mm -hmm. feeling I'm going to have to. Right, because, see, the problem is it's something he fixed that maybe he either did not fix quite correctly or he missed, and he probably doesn't want to have to go back through and deal with his, somebody's error. Yeah. Because there's a problem with this newly fixed bike that we spent how much on to get it fixed? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, he needs to fix it. Yeah. And, and yes, Eva, I've, I've given that a thought that I might I might do that for Friday. Wait, you have to tell podcast listeners, I don't even know. Oh, you that you could wear your kilt. Wear my kilt for the Friday. And see, and then hike up your skirt and see. But you know, you got to wear skimpy panties underneath because your boxers cover everything. That was my panties only like covered like a little bit. Like that's how all that ass cheek got stuck in all those holes. That's how you get Lego butt. <laughs> Just yeah. So I'm good with that. I'm good okay. with that. All right. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, I think that's, I mean, I think that's it. It's, you know, yeah. we're just same old, same old doing our thing. Trucking along. Trucking and... along, making plans for stuff. Yeah. I have a whiteboard now where all kinds of notes get yep, written. Upcoming video ideas, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're making the weird ass goal a reality, so. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's coming together. Oh, and, and, um, for those of you, we, um. We took our doggo to the vet Monday. Oh, yes. Uh, for anybody, if, even podcast listeners, he's never, like, really been on camera much. But the hacking you used to hear in the background, that was our dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't hear anymore, not because not because he's not with us, but because he's in another room. He's, he's, he's in, in another, another room. He's in another room now. But mm. um, he, when we moved, he, he kind of um, started to get a little off with his eating. Mm-hmm. And at first, we... Put it down to the the stress of the move, um, you know, and, and things like that. And over time, it did not get better. I mean, it's been several weeks. I would have expected that, you know, the appetite yeah. would have been coming back. He actually got worse. And he actually got worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, come Friday, he stopped eating he was only eating if I he, if, hand if fed you, him. If you hand fed him and then, just a little bit. Yeah, and then barely. Um, so, you know, the weekend, it was kind of funky. We we had some really bad weather here. <laughs> a lot, a lot of rain. And uh, we decided come Monday morning, first thing Monday morning, get a hold of the vet and, and see what needed to be done. So she called and... Um, we were able to get him there yeah, they're right like, away and drop him off. Right, because they didn't have yeah, a slot. They, they didn't they have like, an actual slot, but she said, you know, bring him, drop him off, and, and we'll get him get him in. Um, and actually, they were able to get him in a lot quicker because she called fairly quick. Yeah, he'd been gone like an hour, and they yeah. were already calling me with questions and updates and stuff. Yep. 
and um, what what it kind of turned out he he had lost a whole pound. A he's whole a ten pound, pound dog, he, y'all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's he, a lot of a, weight to he's lose. He's a little thing, so one pound was a lot of weight for him to lose. And um, he was dehydrated, even though he was drinking. He was not drinking as much as he normally did either. Yeah. So um, the the vet ended up. She did some x-rays because you have to understand he has a heart murmur he's had right. it since we've had him we, he's probably we, had it his whole we life we knew that when we adopted he had a heart murmur when we adapt, right. adopted him and last year they did x-rays for his senior well check they wanted to check his right. heart because he's got the murmur it was enlarged they mm -hmm. decided to do more x-rays to see how much worse it had gotten right and uh, apparently it's on a scale of six. Anybody who works with animals will understand this better than I do. And yeah. last year he'd been a four out of six for his heart murmur and an enlarged heart. And now he is a five out of six. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and she was like, you know, we can do ultrasounds and I, we can do this. And I'm like, he is 14 and mostly happy dog. Help us get him back to eating and to being a happy little doggo yeah i'm not putting my baby through the stress nor am i spending thousands for them to tell me he has a heart murmur and an enlarged heart right we know mm -hmm. so so through through all that um what they did at the vet they gave him an appetite stimulant stimulant yeah um he is now on um heart meds yep which twice a this, day twice a day which at this point he will be on pretty Til, much for the rest of his life for the rest of his life mm -hmm. and um temporarily uh, cough medicine uh the vet feels that with the heart meds he will be able to be weaned off the cough the cough is from it's a tracheal cough his enlarged yeah. heart is pressing on his trachea causing him to cough and anybody who remembers old episodes where we were constantly apologizing for our yeah. coughing dog in the background that's what that was and we had had him on a cough medicine but it had not worked and so we were like we were forcing pills down him because he hates to take fucking pills oh. oh my god we finally found the the treat he loves to hide the pills in and so we're getting them in him now mm -hmm. but um the it, the cough medicine at the time was there was no difference it does seem to be working now maybe it's because he's taking a heart medicine i, I think it's a combination um, of the heart medicine yeah. with the cough medicine. so um we are <laughs> we are also uh, fattening him back up because yeah, he's getting are. treats with every pill he has to yeah. take because it's the only way he'll take well, a pill his his heart med is he takes two a day, mm -hmm. but they're so big and we have to so hide them. Big and so we, we have, have to, to cut them in them. half. So we cut them in half and, and <laughs> mush them into individual them treats. Into the treats and give them to him. Mm -hmm. The cough medicine is every four hours. Yes. Yeah. So that's and that's only half a pill. So we have to cut that pill in half, hide it in a treat. Yeah. And we learned if the treat is too big, so we bought pill pockets and we bought a pill pocket that was the size of the heart medicine. That is too big for him to eat easily. He's a little, he's a little dog. So he was eating it into, mm -hmm. breaking into pieces to eat and he was finding the pill. And, with and this, he would actually pull the pill out and drop it off to the side and then finish eating. The so tree. we had to finally, <laughs> we had to get creative with the pill pocket and make the pill pocket smaller, put the pill small, make the pill smaller, put right. the pill into the pill pocket, squish it up until it's like this little nuggety size mm -hmm. that it still takes him a second. He can't just gulp down. He still has to chew but, it. But he can pretty much, in, in, in one, one, bite. one bite, he can 
Yeah. So we're basically <laughs> um, treating the dog the way you would a toddler, and yeah. hiding all the good stuff for him and whatever he's eating. And he he's in freaking heaven. He loves yeah. these cheese flavored yeah. pill pocket thing treat things, and he's getting multiples a day. And so he's just constantly coming up to you like, "Hi, I'm here. Is it time? Yeah, right? Are you going to give me a treat yeah. now?" <laughs> like, no, you got a couple hours. Yeah, so. the, um, and he even said, you know, at least it's pills. Liquid is impossible. We had to do that. Um, we had to do that, too. Um, she two gave days. us two days of uh, ap- appetite stimulant uh-huh. um, that was in a syringe. And and, and that was a two-person. Uh, I know, and he's only a little guy. I cannot imagine a large but, dog. But he's scrappy. Yeah, and he you hates know. being held. held so yeah. I would hold him, and all uh-huh. the legs would come out. And, y'all, he's a, a mini a miniature pincher and chihuahua mix. So he's got yes. nothing. He's nothing but leg. The legs all go out in different directions. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'm holding and uh, we got so, it. We made it work. So it's she, fine. she had to hold him. And then I took and, and grabbed and popped his mouth open and shot the, uh, so glad we had to do that just for two days. Yeah. I don't think that is not yeah. something I'd want to do. No, every, every morning. Day. No, no, no. So he, he seems to be, doing rather well at this point yeah um, he's more him his he's, himself he's, he's more alert um his eyes are clear are, and bright are clear yeah. and bright um he he still rests a lot but he um you know he, he's an old man an old man with a heart old. problem I'm yeah taking yeah. naps too you know but um he's he's definitely eating mm-hmm. better he's eating his morning meals and his evening I know, and I don't have to hand feed him. I mean, y'all, I was literally sitting on the kitchen floor and scooping out and putting a bite in my hand and handing. It was the only way. When we were thinking, well, maybe he can't reach the food bowl anymore. Well, no, that was not the issue. Or maybe he he just, I don't know. He was just not feeling it. And so, knock on wood, he he seems to be doing better. I mean, the, the vet told us kind of what we already knew. You know, the heart medicine is not going to fix his heart problem. No, he has congestive heart failure. That is his diagnosis, which... We know. Yeah. So, but I and I told her, I said, look, I'm all for figuring out what's wrong with him. I am not stressing this dog out more than we have to. I'm no. not putting him through invasive procedures to tell me what we already know. Right. He is going to live out however much longer we have with him in a happy, spoiled environment. That's just how we're doing this. Um, he, so. Eva, he asked if he was chasing the neighbor cat. <laughs> um that that seems to be the one thing that he has not really uh, changed much on. No, no, he'll now, be he'll be tired as fuck, and he's still like, I've got one good sprint. Yeah, we're going after the cat. Yeah. Now, now, one thing I I noticed the other day when I took him out, um, he kind of psyched the cat out. Sushi's so not on her game. Then no, she needs she, to step she, it up. She's not. So, um, you know, we, we go out, take him out, and uh, Sushi was in the backyard, and she was hesitant at first, and she was just kind of watching us, you know, kind of looking to see what he would do. And um, it was funny as hell, because he was posturing. He, he kind of puffed himself up and, <laughs> All nine you know, and a half pounds all of nine himself. and a half pounds of him, you know, puffed himself up and stuck the chest out. And, and then he leaped up in the air and lunged like he was going to start chasing her. And she was like, oh, this is it. And she took off like a bat out of hell. And he was like, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone. It's like I, 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 I achieved the, the same objective with Without less. Without expending, le- you know, a, yeah, a lot of energy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But now 
I mean, that was the first time I watched him dash across the yard at this yes. sweet, sweet neighbor cat. I was like, who the fuck are you? Because the sake I know is usually just napping. Like, what is happening right, here? Right. So, yeah, that's our dog news. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be- I mean, Sushi's pretty cool. Um, the other day I was out in the shop. She's a shop cat now. Yeah, she, she's my shop cat. Um, I was out there working, getting the shop organized and you know arranging the tools and everything and um she came and uh right outside the door she she lay down and she just hung out with me while i was out there working and we're we i think we were getting close to thinking about getting our own cat and then saki got sick and we're like okay let's get saki better and then we're not gonna worry about that right now but now i'm like but i want a cat who will probably ignore the fuck out of me but it's okay (laughs) ready for a cat i'm not ready for litter boxes though yeah i mean i'm really not running for that just saying anyway we could ramble forever as we clearly are doing um if you enjoy these rambles friday night on youtube live stream it's a it's a three to four hour it's a three to four hour ramble uh (laughs) (laughs) um and it's a lot like this except we talk about other things um but yeah so yeah that's us that's Mm -hmm. what's going on uh with us um yeah that's all I got. I like I'm I'm word lady can't word today. I'm struggling. And Need I need more coffee. Well, that is always true. Yeah, same. That's always true. So yeah, I guess we'll go. Tisha Tisha Tisha, that is correct. Yep, dogs have masters, cats have staff. I know, and I want to be staffed for a cat who will <laughs> pretend to love me only sometimes. I want this mythical cuddly cat that I keep seeing on the internet, because I've never had a cuddly cat. <laughs> but I wanted a cuddly dog, and that is... That did not happen, did That did, did not happen. But Saki does know who his mom is. <laughs> yes, he does. Without he also knows a doubt. that I am a total sap. You, you say you say he's my dog. Yes, but, when he annoys me, he's totally your dog. <laughs> but you are the one that he always looks at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows what's up. He yeah. knows what's up. Yeah. Okay, y'all, we are going to go. Anyway. Uh, we will talk to you soon, yeah. later, another time, mm-hmm. something like that. At, at the very least, Friday night. Yeah, if you can make it. And mm-hmm. I saw Queen Freya said it's 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. They are, and that's oh, sorry. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, I, you know, I, yeah, sorry. Okay, we're gonna go. We can keep okay. talking. Yes, we can. We gotta stop at some Thanks point. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Happy to have you here with us. Yep. Bye. Bye.